Amen. Hey, we're going to be talking about the nature of a seed. Anyone want your faith built up today by chance? The, the, the best way to get your faith built up is by the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. The, uh, I never did check to see if I have a clicker. Is my clicker over there, Peter, by chance? Thank you, Peter. <laughs> Excuse us. If, the, if you're new, you'll notice we're not always polished around here, and that's okay. Yeah, because we're just kind of hanging out, having a good time. Uh, the, this week and the next two weeks, we're going to be talking about the nature of a seed. And it's really important, especially as we come into the end of the year, to understand everything we do, everything you give in life, everything that you interact with, you're actually casting seed, you're sowing seed. And uh, we'll, we'll get into that here in just a second. But I want to encourage you, uh, just from James chapter 1, this is a very, very powerful. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free. Now, what sets us free? Jesus said this in John chapter 8. He said, he said if you will abide in my word, you'll be my disciples, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. At one point, he also said, I, I am the truth way in the life. So Jesus is the truth. The truth sets you free. Jesus is also the word of God, right? So when James says, if you look into carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, well, what's the perfect law that sets you free? Christ, his word. So if you look carefully into it, so that you can be set free, and if you do what it says, and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. That's something that we've been learning the last few years is that if we not only ingest the word of God, not only if we study it, but if we follow it, if we obey it, if we apply it, then, then the Lord does bless us. The Lord does come through. We can stand on the word of God, have faith in it more than we have faith in anything else, and the Lord is gonna take care of us. And so we're, we're just gonna start today on, on that and then we're going to get into the word of God. Galatians 6, chapter 6, verse 7 says this. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. The Amplified Version puts it this way. For whatever a man sows, that and that only is what he will reap, right? Any of you ever gardened before? I used to, I man, I... I used to do uh, raised gardens, right, garden boxes. I, I, uh, my, my old house, I had four, eight by eight. That's 16, 16 square feet per box, right? So, so I had a, well over 30 square feet of garden space. You can grow a whole lot in 30 square feet of garden space. And, and never, there was never one time that I planted corn and got tomatoes. Or never one time I planted cucumbers and got pumpkins, Right? Never one time did I plant lettuce and got roses. Whatever I planted, that's what grew. And, and the Bible says that the things of the Spirit, the invisible things of the Spirit are made known by the things that we see. In other words, the physical realm teaches us about the spiritual realm, about the kingdom of God. Jesus did it constantly in parables, right? He would say, oh, let's see, what... What can I compare the kingdom of God to? It's like a farmer planting seed. And he used seed quite a bit 
three specific times. He, one time he said, the kingdom of God is like a farmer that is spreading seed all over different type of soil. Another time he says, the kingdom of God is like a farmer who plants a seed knowing that whether he sleeps or he's awake, the seed is still growing. And then another time he says, the kingdom of God is like someone who plants a mustard seed, the smallest of all seeds. And when it grows, it becomes huge. So Jesus compared the kingdom of God often to sowing seed. Everything we do, we are sowing seed. If you say, man, I have a miserable life. Well, maybe take inventory of what kind of seed you sow. Because if, if I'm going to get whatever I sow, that's what I'm going to reap, then that means my harvest of life is 100% dependent on what kind of seed I sow. So, so if, I am, if, I, if I'm just angry all the time, what kind of seed am I probably sowing? Anger, right? You can't, you, you can't sow seeds of discord and disunity and conflict and expect to reap a harvest of friendship, unity, and peace, right? You, you can't, you can't sow seeds of division within your marriage and expect to reap holy matrimony, right? You, you can't constantly bicker at your children and expect to have adoring children, right, that think that you walk on water. You, you can't go to work and have a negative outlook constantly, not get along with your, your, your coworkers, constantly complain, not be responsible for your job, and then expect to be promoted, get a raise, and get honored, right? You're not going to reap that. Uh, anything, this applies to anything, especially going into the end of the year, because oftentimes people do end-of-year giving. Well, this applies to finances too, right? I'm, I'm not trying to tell you, hey, if you, if you give to the church or if you give to ministry, God's going to make you a millionaire. I'm not trying to tell you that. But I do know this that anytime I have ever sowed financially into the kingdom of God, I have a harvest of finances. I was in my 20s when God finally got it through my head to be faithful with my tithing and then give as he directed me to give. Well, am I a multimillionaire? No. <laughs> I'm a gazillionaire because every need I have, he meets. But I will say this, there's never been a time in my life since my 20s that I have missed a payment on any of my bills. There were times that I thought I would, and yet God comes through. Why? Because I have sowed seed. I was obedient. It's this whole concept. Whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. If you need friendship. I'm so lonely, I need friends. The Bible says in order to have friends, show yourself friendly. So you sow seeds of friendship, and you get to reap friendship. Make sure you sow it in good ground. You don't want to go find some toxic person and try to sow seeds there, right? <laughs> you can love that person but find some good soil to sow seeds of friendship into. If you need peace in your life, sow seeds of peace. If you need time, I just need some time to rest. Sow some seed of time into the kingdom. You know, volunteer for some of the stuff, right? How's that gonna get me rest? Oh, it will, trust me. 
you'll, you'll find yourself with more time on your hands to kick back and relax than you ever had. Say, but I'm doing more for the Lord. That's how it works. You sow seed and you get whatever you sow, according to the word of God, that's what you're going to reap, right? Now, let's look at this. Go all the way to the beginning, Genesis. Genesis chapter, chapter 1 at that. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. This is talking about Adam and Eve. The, and, and we get to see the first recorded words God spoke to humanity. And the first recorded words God spoke to humanity, we talked about this several months ago. The first thing that came out of his mouth directly to humans was a blessing. Isn't that awesome? That's the kind of God we serve. He creates man and woman. The first thing he says is a blessing. And this is what he says. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. In other words, hey, I've created this earth. I give you authority and dominion to go out and subdue it and make it a good thing. Replicate everything I've done here in the garden. I give you the authority to go replicate my kingdom. That's quite a, quite a bit of authority. That's quite a bit of blessing. That's the blessing through Christ that we get to merge back into. Christ restored that kind of blessing, right? Now look what he says right after that. Verse 29. And God said, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. I think the King James says, for you it shall be for meat. Other translations will say, for you it shall be for seed, or for for uh, provision. Now, interestingly enough, if you go read up on the the uh, the uh, rabbinical interpretation of the of the Torah, where it talks about every herb that yields seed, every every tree that bears fruit that yields seed, the translation would be, uh, "I have given you seeding seed. I have given you seeding seed." And for you, it shall be for provision. So God not only gave us a means of having authority, but he also gave us a means of having provision. And it was based, his original concept for his kingdom was, it was based on seeding seed, the ability to sow seed. And through sowing seed, you would have provision. What do you need in life? Well, let me reach in my bag of seeds because I can plant, I can sow seed to accommodate whatever need I have in life, right? So, so it's really interesting, seeding seed. What do we mean by that? Any, anyone ever grow, any of you grow up on a farm by chance? All right, we got someone who grew up on the farm or have you had family members or friends that were farmers? I, I, I know a farmer, he's, he's got about 800 acres south of Waco and, and uh, he grows Corn, wheat, oats, hay, mainly stuff to feed livestock. And he sells it to, to ranchers and everything else. Well, one of, one of the crops that he does is corn. And I remember one time after he harvested, he had all these bins and the corn was divided out. And I asked him, I said, is there, is there any reason why you have them in bins or is this, this just kind of where you stash them? He goes, oh, no, 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 no. He said, this is... This is the best corn over here, and this is my seeding seed. And he used that phrase. He said, this is the best corn. 
said, now this corn here, it's not necessarily the best, but it's still good. It's what we're going to eat on, and it's what my cattle are going to eat on. And he said, and this over here, this third bin, this is you know, the, the weaker of all the corn, but I stash it here because I'm not going to use it, but if anyone needs extra seed for next year, any of my neighbors, they can come, they can pull from that bin, and it'll at least get them started. So I thought, well, that's interesting. I said, why would you, the best of the corn, you said is your seeding seed? He goes, yeah, that way I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this for next year's uh, plant, planting season. So why wouldn't you want to eat the best? He said, because if I, if I plant it with the second best, then every year my crops will degenerate. And so I will, I sow with the best of the seed. I thought, boy, that's pretty powerful. It reminded me when God first introduced the concept of tithing. He said, hey, bring your first fruits. Bring the first of your cattle. The firstborn of your livestock. Bring the, the first of your, your crops. And, and that's how I operate. Uh, before I pay any, any bills out of, out of my income, the first, first thing off the top, I pay my tithe with it, right? And, and, and I try to operate like that. And, and, and yet here's a farmer who, who doesn't claim to be a Bible scholar who understands the concept of seeding seed. I don't want to consume my seeding seed because I will dilute my harvest, that's pretty powerful. So when you sow whatever you need to sow in life, love, peace, friendship, time, finances, whatever, sow the best you have so that your harvest is maximized. That's pretty powerful. Now, say, well, wait a minute. What is this concept? Is this really, I mean, because he's, he's dealing with Adam and Eve, trying to make sure they have food. Can we take it, or do we need to take it literal and practical, or do we, can we apply it that way? Like I said, the Bible says that the, the hidden things, that which is spiritual, is made known by that which is physical, or that which is part of the earth. Jesus talked about it. We're here over the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about some of his parables, where he said the kingdom of God is like people sowing seed, planting seed. Now, here's a question for you. It says, Genesis 8, says this. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not all cease. So as long as there's an earth, we're going to have seed time and harvest. We're going to have seasons. And it's not going to cease. So I have a question. You're going to have to use a lot of brain power. Is the earth still around? <laughs> yes. That means that you can still count on the concept of seed, time, and harvest. Just like we do it in the natural, it's still part of the spiritual condition of the kingdom. If you want to experience a harvest in your life of anything, the answer is you sow from your seeding seed, right? You don't want to just consume all your friendship. Woo, I've been so blessed. I got so many friends. Well, if you want friends, you're also going to have to sow and invest, right? Woo, I need fellowship. I get to have fellowship. Well, if you're going to have fellowship, you need to sow fellowship, right? If he ate all of a seed, he would have nothing to plant. There'd be no way of getting a harvest. Same thing even with finances. If you're down, I want to say that if you're down to your last dollar, don't spend it. Sow it. Sow it into the kingdom. Why? 
because it will bear a harvest. Whatsoever you sow, that and only that will you reap. Amen. So the earth still remains, therefore seed time and harvest is still a principle that we can live by. All right, let's, let's, let's go on to the words of Jesus. Matter of fact, I should have put them in red. That way you'd believe me, right? Because if you can't believe the red words, what can you believe, right? Mark chapter four, verse 26 and 28. Jesus also said, here he is talking about the kingdom, the kingdom of God. Again, kingdom of God is not the sweet by and by cosmic city of heaven floating around somewhere out in the great cosmos. The kingdom of heaven is right here. That was Jesus' whole message. That was the good news. That was the gospel. The kingdom of heaven is near. It's right here. The kingdom of heaven is within you. You get to access the kingdom by going through the door. Jesus is the door, right? When you obey and you submit to Christ, you get to enter into the kingdom and function and operate in the kingdom. So Jesus said, hey, if you're going to function and operate in the kingdom, what can I compare it to? He said, it's this. Jesus also said, the kingdom of God is like a farmer who scattered seed, scatters seed on the ground Night and day, while he's asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows. We're going to stop there for a second. The seed sprouts and grows. Whether he's sleeping, whether he's awake, he knows if he scatters seed on the ground, no matter what he does, the seed is at work. So the first, the first nature of a seed is this. It grows. Everyone say grows. A seed grows. No matter what kind of seed you're going to sow into the kingdom, you can be assured it is going to grow. Right? He says whether, whether he's sleeping, whether he's awake, in other words, he doesn't have anything to do with it other than he sowed it, he released it, he let go of it. If you think about it, planting is an act of faith, Right? When I, when I used to grow all the stuff in my garden, I would get Sophie, uh, my, my oldest daughter, she'd come out there and she'd help me. And for her, it was fun. It was playing in the dirt, right? And so, it, so you, you, by faith, really, <laughs> you let go of the seed. One year, she wanted to grow pumpkins. All right, we're going to grow some pumpkins. Now, I love pumpkin seed, but with roasted pumpkin seed with a little bit of salt and a little bit of cinnamon on it, man, that's some good stuff. But rather than eat them, we, we sowed them. And we had more seeds, more pumpkin and more seed than we knew what to do with, right? But we had to let go of it by faith. And that's all we did, man. We, we put them in the ground. We put them in good soil. <clears throat> that's the other key. You want to make sure you're so. Why do you want to sow into the kingdom of God? And the kingdom of God doesn't just consist of gathering church. Thank you all for being faithful in your giving to gathering church. We do have needs. We do have a budget. But the kingdom of God is far bigger than just our church. You need to ask God, where in the kingdom do you want me to sow the seed? Say, well, how is the church going to be supported? We're going to be supported as we are uh, obedient to the Lord. He's going to make sure we're taken care of, right? And same thing with you. As you are obedient to the Lord and you're giving, he's going to make sure you're taken care of. But make sure you're sowing into the kingdom. Why? Because it's good soil. I knew I didn't have to do a whole lot when I planted seed in my garden. Why? Because I mixed the soil myself. I made sure I did all this research. I found out it was three parts, three equal parts. You had, to get, you had to get good compost, then you wanted good peat moss, and then you wanted 
vermiculite. Anyone know what vermiculite is? <laughs> no, vermiculite's not. That, that would be the compost. <laughs> vermiculite. You ever, you ever, anyone ever bought potting soil from the store because you bought some pots and you want to put some flowers in it? So you buy potting soil and you're like, man, what are all these little styrofoam looking beads in here? That's actually vermiculite. And it retains water. It retains moisture. That's why you want to make sure whatever soil you're sowing into has the ability to retain spirit, water, right? Because you know, hey, that's going to be good soil. And that was, it was light soil, right? So plenty of oxygen could go in there. And sure enough, before long, I didn't have to do a whole lot with it. I knew whether I was sleeping or I was awake, the seed was going to grow, that's the first nature of seed. If you are planting seed, be assured it's going to grow. That's why you need to be careful what seed you're planting. If you're planting uh, uh, negativity, sarcasm and hatred, division, those weeds, those thorns, those thistles, they're going to come up. They're going to grow. They're going to get bigger. All right? If you're, if you're being argumentative constantly, divisive, they're going to grow. But if you're sowing goodness you're sowing the word of God. The Bible says the word of God is seed. If you're sowing the word of God, man, it's going to grow. It's going to expand. What? So it goes on to say, uh, whether he's asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows. But he does not understand how it happens. When, when you have faith and you sow seed into the kingdom of God, you don't have to know how God's going to bless you. You don't have to know how God's going to make it work. All you have to do is you just know it's going to happen. I couldn't tell you exactly how one grain of corn would turn into an entire stock with lots of years of corn. I don't know how it happens. I know we got, you can go on YouTube, find video of it happens, happening. How is it that a mustard seed, something that's the grain, looks like a grain of sand, can become an entire mustard tree, have all the genetic data to do that? We don't know. We don't know how it happens. We just know it happens. Same thing in the spirit. I don't know how God's going to work out your problem. I don't know how God's going to meet your need. But I do know this. If you have a need, sow a seed. And when God comes through, when God saves the day, when God provides, it may come out of left field for all I know. You don't have to worry about consuming yourself with how it's going to happen. You just know, hey, if I do it, if I'm obedient to the word, this is going to happen. It's going to take place. Now, there's some telltale signs. Notice it says the earth produces the crop on its own. So you just, you sow it into the kingdom of God, kingdom of God's going to produce the crop for you. Uh, seeds know what to do. Seeds have one, one objective when you sow them, grow, grow. The seed knows what to do, the soil knows what to do. And the soil is the kingdom of God. The seed, oftentimes, is the word of God. Man, you sow the word of God into his kingdom, it knows what to do. Then there's some telltale signs. First, a leaf blade pushes through. Then the heads of wheat, you know, you can go by and look at a crop and you'll see the heads of wheat will start appearing. Now, they don't have much grain in them yet. You don't want to harvest them yet. But eventually, finally, the grain ripens. If you read the King James Version, it'll say first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn. In other words, if you grow corn, you'll sit there and say, oh, look at these stocks. Well, you don't want to rip them open yet because they don't have all the corn in them. But if you wait for the appropriate time, it's going to be a whole ear of corn. And each stock will have several ears on it. That's the cool thing about it. All 
from one grain of corn, all from one seed. So it grows. So ask the Lord, if you sow, say, well, I've been sowing, I've been trying to sow kindness into my family and a bunch of heathen been mad at me constantly. Well, that's all right. I don't know one farmer who's ever sowed out on his property and two days later, two weeks later, gone out and looked over the property and said, well, that didn't work. He understands there's time. We'll talk about it next week a little bit. You remember the phrase seed time and harvest as long as the earth is around? There's, that's, there's three active words. Two of them are combined, but we'll separate them. Seed, time, and harvest. You sow seed, it takes a little time. Now, there are times that I've seen God, I've sown a seed in my life. I've had a need, I sowed a seed, and immediately God met a need. But more times than not, there's some time. Keep praying over it. The soil knows what to do. The seed knows what to do. Say, well, man, I'm still not seeing the results I want. Just keep praying and having faith. Your seed knows what to do, okay? So, and ask the Lord, show me, show me a blade. Show me a head. Show me the ears of corn. Let me see the full harvest. He'll give you signs. You know, when I plant those gardens, after a few weeks, I'd go out there, it looked like there'd be clover all over the place. Well, that was actually the first little blades coming up. And then before you know it, about a week later, man, there was all kind of vegetation coming up. There were signs that it was working. And it was exciting, but it still wasn't time to harvest yet. It still wasn't time to receive yet. But I knew, man, the seed is working. The seed is working. Matter of fact, seeds are powerful. Seeds, all they know to do is grow. Look at this. Man, seeds will grow through rock. They'll grow through asphalt. They'll grow on brick. It's insane. That's all they know. Say, it's not the most ideal condition to sow a seed. Sow it anyway, because that's what a seed knows how to do. Grow. Now, over the coming weeks, I'm going to give you several different groups of threes. So far, you know that you got to have a seed, you got to sow it, and that it also grows, Right? There's one more, one more thing I want you to understand about the nature of a seed. Mark chapter 4, verse 30. Jesus continues. He's still talking. Same chapter. He's still talking about the kingdom. And he's still talking about seed. Then he said, to what shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what parable shall we picture it? See, Isaac, that's how we know that Jesus was the first rancher in the Bible because he always taught with those parables. <laughs> Get it? You like that, don't you? Look at that. I got a laugh out of you. Kate's laughing. Hang on, someone get your video. Kate's laughing at one of my jokes. That's a, that's a mark in history now. <laughs> or with what parable? Ryan, that's good humor. You stop it. To what shall we liken the kingdom? Or with what parables... Shall we picture it? Then he says, it is like a mustard seed. Hey, man, he's still talking about seeds. It is like a mustard seed, which when it is sown, everyone say sown, on the ground, it is smaller than all the seeds on the earth. But when it is sown, everyone say sown, it what? Grows. Okay, there it is again. There's the next nature of the seed. Now look, look at, this is, this is the group of three. It is sown, it grows up, and it becomes, becomes what? Greater, greater than all the herbs and shoots out large branches 
so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. Uh, one time when I had the opportunity to take a group over to Israel, we were, uh, we, they parked the bus. We had probably about, oh, I'd say about a 200-yard walk to get into ancient Capernaum, which would be Peter's hometown. James and John's hometown is right there, right off the Sea of Galilee, or what's known as Lake Tiberias now. And Jesus lived there. At one point, matter of fact, they feel that they've uncovered the house that probably would have been his while he lived there. Uh, but as we were walking into Capernaum, our tour guide stopped and said, oh, hey, by the way, everyone know about the mustard seed and what size it is? And we're all like, yeah, it's almost like a grain of sand, right? And he goes, here's a mustard tree. And it's really like here in Texas, we call it a bush, right? <laughs> uh, there they'll call it a tree. But it does, it stands probably about as tall as, as the speaker, and it's probably as, as big around as two of these carpets put together. I mean, it's just this huge, giant bush. But the branches, I sit there and grab the, a branch of it, just because I remember Jesus said birds could build their nests in it. Well, here in Texas, birds don't usually build nests in bushes, right? But man, the just the, the branch, it, it was as thick as a tree, right? And, and we just sat there and looked at it, this mammoth vegetation that came from a speck of sand, basically, a mustard seed. That's pretty powerful. So Jesus is saying, hey, this is what the kingdom is like. You know, if you just sow what you think may be minimal, man, I... A seed is sown, it grows, and it becomes. That's the first thing. When you leave today and you say, okay, what's the nature of a seed? This week, I want you to understand that everything you're going to sow this week, because every day you're going to sow something. When you stop to gas up and you interact with the cashier, you're sowing something. When you order your food through the drive through you're sowing something. When, when you come in contact with your coworkers, when you're, when you're interacting with your neighbors, when you're interacting with your family, you are sowing something. And no matter what it is you sow, whether it's for good or bad, it's gonna grow and it's gonna become. Become what? Something greater. So even if things are difficult in your world, sow love. Why? Because that love is going to grow and it's going to become something greater. Something greater than what? Than the amount of love you were able to give. So you don't understand the person I got to try to love. <laughs> I can give that much love and that's it. Well, Jesus said, man, if you can give just a mustard seed worth, it can become a big bush, a big giant tree. Say, so, well, how? Well, the farmer doesn't know. He just knows if he sows, it's going to happen because the seed knows what to do and the tree knows what to do. The, the soil knows what to do. Don't be afraid. Say, preacher's talking about money. Oh, everyone calm down. Y'all know my take on money. Y'all, most of y'all been with me long enough. But as we go into the end of the year and as opportunity comes for end of year giving, all that stuff, don't be afraid. Say, matter of fact, treat it as seed. Call it out and understand. It's not just a matter of, oh, I need the tax break. Let me, let me start giving. No, ask God, where do you want me to sow seed? 
And if you sow any seed here, thank you, but call it out. Say, Lord, this is seed, and I thank you because I'm sowing it into your kingdom. And I know the first thing it's going to do as I sow it, it's going to grow. Even if you're like, I've only got X amount to give, sow it. God can take it and make it grow. You'd be surprised at what we can do. Tell you this, glory to God, we can feed a whole school full of teachers over there. 79, actually, they got more this year. They got closer to 90 teachers because the, the, the population has grown. And, and Aaron Noblitz witnessed to this. Let me tell you what God does through Pastor Dave. You can give $149. I can feed more tacos to those teachers <laughs> and enchiladas than they know what to do with. They'll eat two days off of on $149. How's that? Because God takes a little seed and he makes it grow. Amen. Say, so, well, that's kind of silly. No, it's, it's true, though. <laughs> You'd be surprised at what God does through when, when folks give to this church. Man, he takes it, and I don't know how he does it, but he constantly does it. We witness it all the time. He expands it. And, it, and, and he makes it a greater harvest because that's what a seed does. A seed sown grows and becomes something greater. Let's all stand. More so than finances, man, I want you to learn to sow seeds of faith and seeds of the word. Why? Because that way you'll reap a harvest of faith and the ability to trust God's word. And I want God's word to become greater in your life because the more we learn to obey him, the more our thoughts become better. And the more our thoughts become better, the more our life becomes better. And the more our life becomes better, the healthier you are. And the healthier you are, the more productive you are. And the more productive you are, the more financially blessed and, and relationally blessed, everything else you can be. And it all stems from the word of God. This, this fall, we got four more weeks left for our, our Bible studies, our adult Bible studies, uh, for the fall semester. And man, I've been busy. I, I preach on Sunday mornings. Preach on Wednesday night, Alpha Faith. Preach at Beach Club on Thursday. And then all of us men get together and we, we preach on Saturday. That's a lot of preaching. And I love it. Why? Because I'm sowing seeds of word. Because I need the word to become greater in my life. And I know as I sow the seed, it's going to grow and it's become something greater. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for the seeding seed that you give us. Because from it, it becomes our provision. Lord, as we submit and we give and we sow into your kingdom, whatever it may be, Lord, we know it's going to reap a great harvest in our life. So give us wisdom this week to throw away the, the seeds of division and unrighteousness and disobedience and anger and frustration. We don't want any of those weeds and thorns coming back up in our life. But give us the wisdom to reach into our bag and sow what we need, sow according to our need. If we need wisdom, Lord, help us to sow wisdom. If we need peace, help us to sow peace. If we need joy, help us to sow joy into someone's life. Lord, we love you. Thank you. Thank you for the power of the seed. 
and the richness of your kingdom. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing one more song together, but if you're here and you've never asked Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life, maybe you've given him your sins, but you've never given him your heart. I would be honored to pray with you. And let's connect, help you to believe in your heart that he rose again and to confess with your mouth that he really is Lord. He's king. He's boss. Uh, I'll be in the corner. If you have any other needs you want prayer for, you can come. I'd be honored to pray with you, but anybody else in the house would be honored to pray with you too. They're just as full of the Holy Spirit as I am. Amen. Before we sing, let me bless you real quick. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's sing as a family one more time.